Hey guys, welcome to episode 10 of the Early Parenting Podcast. So today's episode is a little bit different from my bite-sized episodes that I've been bringing you. I'm going to start doing some monthly catch-ups with some amazing mums, some other specialists in the field of early parenting to chat about some topics that come up frequently in the world of early parenting. So to kick it off, I have been chatting to the amazing women who make up Lady Boss events, Amanda and Jess. And in today's episode, we're talking about the question that I don't know about any of you, but I obsess over this. Do I add another baby to the mix? I know personally, this is a discussion I have a lot with my girlfriends, so I wanted to have it with some girls who talked about it recently on their socials and found that their social media absolutely blew up when the question was asked um, on the Insta stories. So listen to today's episode to hear our point of view coming from three different women with different family situations and different parts of our adding to the family journey. And make sure you jump on over to either of our socials at Jen Butler Early Parenting or head on, head on over to Lady Boss Events underscore and let us know what your thought process is in all of this. Anyway, I hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome to the Early Parenting Podcast, where we help you navigate the somewhat tricky world of parenthood so you can love the crap out of being a mum. I'm your host, Jen Butler, and I'm an early parenting consultant and a mama of two busy boys. Join me as I explore all things early parenting and deliver them to you in toddler-friendly, bite-sized lessons, because let's be honest, your toddler is probably smothering pseudo-cream on the wall as we speak. I'll be dropping my hottest tips on baby and toddler sleep, feeding, boobs, behavior, and so much more. Are you ready to find your flowing motherhood? Let's dive in. This episode is brought to you today by my free clean sleeping guide that I have on my website. You can access this baby at www.jenniferbutler.com.au. Now, guys, this guide is the first step I take parents through when I'm looking to help them improve their baby or toddler's sleep. You are literally getting free access to the first pillar of my triple C approach that I use to improve baby and toddler sleep. So head on over and download yourself a copy today. jenniferbutler.com.au forward slash clean dash sleeping. Okay, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the early parenting podcast, girls. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having us, Jen. Mm. Very privileged. (laughs) Now, for those of my listeners who may not know you, can you kindly introduce yourself, maybe individually and collectively? Who's going first? Yeah, I'll go first then. (laughs) I'll jump right on in, Jess. Uh, So my name's Amanda McCulloch. Um, I'm the owner of Big Rocks Consulting, which is my consulting firm. Uh, I do a lot of event management and tourism work. And then on the side, I also work with the Fairley Foundation 
and also do some work with Lady Boss Events. So just shuffling mm, a few hats just there. Just a few things. Just, yeah. you know, keeping it low key. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and you kind of got like three kids. Yes. yes. You know? <laughs> oh, that, that happens too. That as well. Yes. 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 Three. Oh, and the husband. Let's not yeah, forget the, the husband. Yes. The man's yes. got three businesses and three kids and a, a man child. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag busy. Yeah. Hashtag busy. <laughs> Mum life. <laughs> And Jess, tell us about yourself, darling. Um, yeah, so mum of one. Um, I've got my little man, Eden, and yeah, pretty crazy like Amanda. I run um, the Talent Collective, which is a talent management company. I've been doing that for about five years now, which is really amazing. And then Amanda and I have come together and obviously created Lady Boss Events, um, which has just been absolutely fantastic. So yeah, country girl, now living in Melbourne, and yeah. Just trying to get through life. Mm. And I suppose I'm the flip. I'm the Melbourne girl now living in the country. Mm, so. And that's, that's what I... Well, no, hold on. I went country, Melbourne country again. Yes. So we've all yeah. had a little piece of <laughs> the journey of going city country. So yeah. it's a nice mix, isn't it? It is a nice mix, <laughs> yeah. 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 A little bit different than the dairy farm. <laughs> living in Melbourne at the moment, just slightly. Just slightly. Just a little. Just, just a little. A little. <laughs> Keeps you real, Jess. Absolutely. Keeps you real. <laughs> Now, you girls are bringing an amazing event to regional Victoria shortly, which we are going to touch upon later on. But the reason I brought you girls on was <laughs> recently you put a question out to your audience on the gram. And it was probably such a you know innocent question that you girls were talking about, weren't you? And, mm, and the yeah. question was, when do you know you're ready to have another baby? And your social media exploded, right? Mm. Tell me about the response. Yeah, it just went nuts. And... Uh, you know, with Eden's now three, so we've just hit that real sweet spot of like mm-hmm. life is looking good again. Mm-hmm. You know, we can go out for lunch and we can probably get an hour, you know, of where he's entertained and, and everything else. And the thought of just going back to the start and starting mm-hmm. again right now just is like, <laughs> <laughs> but basically oh. I was having the conversations with girlfriends and I threw it out to Amanda and I just said, how did you know you wanted two or three or four because mm. I feel like it's something we're not really talking about and, and obviously we, we talk about you know kind of the yearn before number one mm-hmm. you know or maybe some people don't have the yearn before number one accidents mm. happen mm-hmm. you know life sends you where it sends you but I just it was something that you know I feel confused within my own self mm. as to you know what we want to do moving forward and we threw it out on on Instagram and the response was just amazing mm. that came through from women and we had so many different you know sides of it come back yeah. as to why people expanded their their family and and why they didn't and mm. you know the process that they kind of went through so yeah it was a bit wild mm. and I could imagine like I know this is something I think this is why I jumped on the opportunity to talk about it because I obsess over this like so much so you know that saying um analysis by paralysis or paralysis by analysis whichever mm. way it goes that is me like if I wanted to it was easy going in for the decision for number two but the thought of going into number three has like blown my brain and so that's why I think this is awesome to hear because we all have very different experiences with how our family has expanded or where we're thinking about expanding so I just think it's a nice uh, opportunity for people to hear all the different sides. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. let's talk a little bit about 
where each of our families are at. So, girls, maybe we'll start with you, Amanda. Yeah, yeah. So tell me, who's in your family at the moment? So myself and my husband, Matt, and then we have Madeline, who's just turned six, Mm -hmm. Hunter, who's three years old, and then Xavier, who's one. Mm. So we have quite a compact little family. We did for a while there have three under five, Mm -hmm. uh, or five and under, sorry, I should say. Um, So yeah, challenging is definitely a good way to put it. Um, I think, uh, yeah, Maddie's always been a wonderful, um, little mother figure for the boys, which I think has worked really beautifully, but I would say that she was definitely in that basket of wanted baby. She was, we, you know, had, had the beautiful dream wedding. We really wanted our first child said pregnant, fell pregnant, incredibly lucky in that respect. Hunter also wanted, we lost one between Maddie and Hunter. So we were very much, um, waiting for Hunter to come along and that's Mm. why there's sort of that two and a half year gap between and then Xavier Matt and I had always said we wanted a third baby Um, Matt lost his sister Kelly when she was 35 which made him an only child Mm. again at the ripe old age of mid-20s so he um, very much had always said he would like to have three children because he would never want something like that to happen Mm. to his kids so we'd always said we'd have three we never anticipated we'd have three so close <laughs> together. So I think I can safely Oops. say number three, our beautiful little boy Xavier, was a massive um, surprise mm-hmm. to the point where we didn't even know we were uh, pregnant until quite late in the piece too. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I can't subconsciously say... in denial. Yes. Oh, I think I was majorly in denial. I'd only just finished feeding, it felt like. And, you know, having these babies climb out of cots and then, you know, shuffling new babies into cots, it's chaos. But Mm. at the same time, you know, very fortunate. I mean, we're very lucky too. We might have gone down this path and waited longer and not been able to have a third. You, Mm. You know, we're both getting on in age now. So we're very lucky we've sort of had these, you know, little babies in a short period of time and mm. while it's chaos now hopefully mm. in another five years and they'll all be and that bit older and this is it this is one of the biggest things and I, I, someone said something to me that has stuck with me that you'll never regret the babies that you have but you'll regret the babies that you don't have mm. and that's something that's sat so true with me and like your situation you know whilst you know perhaps and as business women we do try and plan not just business women, just women mm. in general. Mm. We often have a tendency of really trying to plan things to a T, but it's like, at what cost, you know? Yeah. Like- <laughs> Absolutely. And that's that's probably where my head's at a little bit now because yeah. it kind of feels like the romance is kind of gone out uh, of it once you get past that, mm. that first one. Yep. It does become a planning thing, mm-hmm. you know, and you've got people saying, oh, go straight away. Go bang, 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 have a few shit years, and then things will be, you know, roses <laughs> Get it again. over and done with. And then you've got people who have had a gap. They're like, no, 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 wait yeah. until the first kid's a bit older. Then they're a helper, and it's amazing, yes. yeah. you know. And you just, I feel like as women, we're just bombarded constantly with messages mm. of what we should and shouldn't be doing with our bodies and everything else, and it just becomes so overwhelming yeah. yeah let alone the apps you can now get that predict when your fertility happens oh, and you yeah. can be monitoring it so closely and become so obsessed with it yeah. that it can just take over your whole life yeah and you wonder how much of that impacts on your actual ability to be able to I conceive and that, that's yeah. exactly that's exactly what happened with us yeah. it, we were just in this situation 
and I feel that's as why it's so important. You know, I we had the conversation with the birds and the bees, and you know everything else. You know, we're we're told about our periods. We're told to, you know, use protection and all of these amazing mm. things, but we're not actually told about our fertility cycles mm-hmm. and the windows of where it actually how you know, to it actually get really pregnant happens. when so, you want to. <laughs> so you know, and I was in that boat. We then we then turned around and actually went okay, let's have a baby now. And we actually started trying before we got married. We were trying when we were engaged and we had everyone, you know, being like, when are you guys going to have kids? And we're like, ha, 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 as if now. And no one knew we were actually trying in the background. And Eden ended up taking three years um, in the end. But my partner travelled for work. So it was two years over a three-year period. Mm. So it felt even longer. Um, And the, the failure that would just hit every yeah. time your period came mm-hmm. and then you know we ha- I had to start tracking everything and going through fertility testing and um you know and everything else and finding out I was only dropping an egg maybe every second or so mm. month and you know all of these things which you just don't think about you just think oh my god we can make a baby and I'd mm-hmm. love to go back to that naive I know. Yes. Time again and have it again because you think every time you make love, you're like, we just made a baby. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's so <laughs> romanticised, isn't it? And then, yeah, as you said, the period comes and you're like, what? I'm sorry. I've spent my whole teen years yeah. preventing yeah. pregnancy. I and now have been hoeing everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> now I want a damn baby and what the hell? Like, I'm actually looking at it from a, like, how do I get pregnant? Yeah. Tracking cycles, mm. looking for signs of ovulation, like it is just—it's crazy. Isn't it? It's <laughs> yeah. amazing how the world turns and yeah. how yeah, yeah you sort of get to our stage in life, and that whole conversation is completely different to I what know. it was when we were yeah. 15, 16 years old. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me, girls. So for you, Jess, yeah, you have Eden. Yeah, it was a long journey for you to get to having him. Yeah. So now you're at this place where you're considering whether or not you want to have one. What What makes you want to have a baby, and what makes you scared yeah. to have a baby? We're really in this in this limbo land. So um, health wise, we obviously then then found out through you know appendix exploding and and all other things happening then finally after 12 years i was diagnosed with endometriosis which you know over a 12-year period i'd had probably you know five or six internal ultrasounds and was constantly in and out of doctors and never once did i hear this word endometriosis uttered to me so it was actually amazing when you know it finally shit all hit the fan um it was actually really great because then we actually finally opened up to our families as well um, you know, because they didn't know that we'd been trying and we didn't want people to feel bad for us or sorry for us that it wasn't happening. And, you know, we're kind of getting the, when are we getting grandkids, mm. you know, mm. and all really well, you know, no one means any offense by it, but mm. you just don't know what's, what's, going what's happening in, in the background. So the amazing thing was, um, they went in and my first surgery actually cleared a lot of it away and we fell pregnant with Eden with the fourth month after my wow. surgery, which was mm. just amazing. We were booked in for IVF, we'd already done, you know, half of the checklist, which is just so demeaning for people Mm. going through that process. Mm. You've already gone through struggling to conceive and then you've got a checklist, you've got a tick off, which is including, you know, counselling and all of these kind of things. Mm. And it's like, why do I feel like I'm going, I'm being treated like a criminal (laughs) just to try and, you know, we wouldn't be doing IVF and paying 15 grand if we could fall pregnant, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So um, it was actually amazing. In the end, Eden ended up being like that beautiful, mm. oh, my God, I'm pregnant. Like yeah. it, it ended up being really amazing. So we're really, really grateful that we got to have 
you know, that natural experience mm. in the end, which was amazing. But yeah, I, well, I'm basically in a situation now where my, my doctor's like, I want you done at 35 mm. just because of what's going on within my body now. So that endometriosis, I've got adenomyosis, I've got massive fibroids in my uterus and just cyst city everywhere so it's just hashtag hashtag city. City. <laughs> so it's just you know and i'm 34 now so mm. uh, you know uh, i i guess a lot of lot more women you know if i didn't have these health issues i probably wouldn't be in this what do we do mm. what do we do what do we don't do because i'd be like i've got some good years still ahead of yeah. me um you know I, I know we're all having babies later and um you know we're obviously pushing the envelope there a little bit but you know i, I would feel like i had more time but yeah. i feel like my time is coming up coming up yeah. yeah and it's just it's it's i don't know it does it takes the romance out of it mm, like yeah. It, it, yeah. i feel like it's becoming like a calculated thing of like oh well if we're gonna have one we better just have it now mm-hmm. you know and yeah. just get it done get it with, done yeah you know but yeah. is that how everyone's having two three and four and that's why we threw the question out there because mm-hmm. i feel like so many people are in this conundrum yeah. what are your thought process? and i know personally that when I had Max, well, first of all, I will say that ooh, when he was born and I was having one hell of a time with him, I was like, he is the only child. I'm mm. never having another child again. It was like just horrible. And then there was light at the end of the tunnel and things got better. And, you know, we all know what it's like becoming a mum for the first time and being yeah. hit in the head with the sleep deprivation and all the things. And I remember, I've, I remember feeling clucky that, yearning that you know just that feeling about eight months I just remember being in the car with my husband and I was like let's have another baby and Ryan is just like whatevs yeah cool like whatever you want <laughs> whatever you want babe he's like I know how babies are made let's lock it in <laughs> and so there is two year gap between the boys like almost exactly so that would have meant I was I don't know pregnant like I, it wasn't he, I Max was a little bit older than eight months when I fell pregnant but that's how it happened so I got that yearning yeah, absolutely I did third baby it's like it's a negotiation as mm. we're saying it's it's the I, I know I'm not done I want to, I want to have a third baby but it's this you know paralysis by analysis yeah. that I'm like oh but when's the right time I've got a business to run now mm. Ryan's a small business owner when's the right time and, and did you find that you start having the whole conversation about, oh, hang on, from two to three, it becomes harder on yep. holidays. We've got to put the new car seat in. All of a yes. sudden, money becomes All more of, of an issue. There's so many more factors that come with three. You go from being able to politely one look after mm-hmm. each child to all yep. of a sudden there's a third running around yep. you know, as a menace. I yep. have always heard that one of my dear friends said that going from two to three was the hardest because she has two hands. And so... There was a hand or an arm for each child. Mm. Throw in a third. Well, what do you use? Your teeth? Yeah. Like, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Can you? Are you allowed? <laughs> Are you allowed to bite Car- your children? Carry it like a lioness. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> and and we've, got, um, we've got a lot of friends who are older and the ones who have had three kids, they're like, mate. You just wait until sports and activities oh. start. See, we're not even at that stage. Yeah, yet. <laughs> and then like the entire weekend yeah. is is like it's like mapped to the second yes. of like the drop off here for the soccer and the pick up there from the gymnastics, and then the party there, yeah, and then the other party over there, and then meeting at the third party, and then going to football. Yeah. you know, it's just it just seems to be yeah. insane. Whereas yeah. you know, our parents like. 
I don't really remember doing anything growing <laughs> up. No. You know, I just remember being at the farm and doing little athletics That's yep. and then like. doing basketball. And, yep. you know, I don't remember kind of this flat-out hectic social life and all yes. of these commitments that we have now. I just don't really have memories of that, of our parents rushing around and mm. dealing with yeah. that. So I don't know if that's something really new. And it obviously adds another layer of yeah. stress in terms of thinking of how many children you want to have. Yeah. yeah. And I think that in that too, like we do what we allow ourselves to do, don't we? And it's like, this is the thing is you can either make having a third more complicated and going, well, I want to make sure that my child is able to do this, that and the other. Or do you do what our parents do, did and simplify life a little bit, yeah. you know? But this is all of the stuff that is in consideration. And like with you, Amanda, you you were given the third baby, mm-hmm. you know, whether you wanted a, to have a third, he came into your life a little bit more unexpectedly. <laughs> what did you find uh, most difficult, I guess, about bringing in that third? Uh, I'd probably say the most difficult part was definitely not when they're a newborn baby. And it might have just been circumstantial for us. So when Xavier was a newborn, while it was incredibly difficult, we had a kinder age child. So we were doing the you know 8.30 to 2.30 with the pickups and drop-offs. And then a little one and a nearly two-year-old mm. running around. So uh, poor Xavier for the first year of his life spent ninety percent of it in a capsule. Yeah. I would have, I would, <laughs> I would guess. Um, yeah, it was it was tricky, uh, but baby babies are beautiful. They sleep, they feed, they love you, they look at you with those gorgeous little eyes. Yeah, and they're very yes, sleep deprivation is incredibly difficult. Yes, you know. Mentally, it can be quite draining having the three, but um, I, I think a baby stage was a lot easier than a one-and-a-half-year-old, mm-hmm. a, yeah. a three-year-old, and a six-year-old. Yeah. Because now they're all on the move. There yes. is just no containing them. <laughs> and, and this is where I think, too, that I was onto a winner with the whole um, just going, I had this baby, Max, and I was like, let's have another baby because he was still a baby. It was So yes. if I actually – I think if I had – waited until toddlerhood i would have been like oh i don't know about Mm. this (laughs) yes yeah so and i think that's what like the two boys i mean max is four ted is well four and a half and two and a half um ted is and like i'm right in the crux of that you know they're they're, like it's a full-on day in the butler household Mm. um and so it is that now i'm at that stage where i'm like okay so two and a half is tricky to have a you know, I, I did have a two-year-old and a baby, but I sort of just feel like now you do that whole wait a little bit and wait for them to get older. And But it, it, I literally am just overthinking things. And that's why I think it's so fascinating, the conversation and the thought process that everyone goes through. So obviously, you know, you can see that between all of us, everyone has different thought processes and different ideas about it. But at the end of the day, so I think that it's good for us to share our thoughts and our whole experiences. So, Amanda, I'm going to start with you mm. because you do have the most children out of a lot of us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Any words of wisdom about the process of either deciding to add to the family or, on the other hand, you know, or I think maybe even Jess will, will save this for you is to, like, to look at that other point of view as why perhaps we wouldn't. Well, what's your words of wisdom of adding to the family? Uh, I think you nailed it earlier with your quote, um, you'll never regret the children that you have. You'll only regret the ones you don't. Uh, I think if circumstances had been different and we didn't have Xavier for whatever reason, I would always regret not yeah. going back for a third. 
Um, timing, I don't know, would never want to get preachy with women. Ultimately, it's completely your own choice. Yeah. Uh, but I, I would always go in favour of what your gut instinct is telling you. If you really want to have a third yeah. and you think there's a limited window for whatever reason, don't, don't sit back and wait until the time until too much time has gone past yeah. because you just never know what's around the corner yeah um and my favorite thing at the moment <laughs> which kind of resonates really well with me when you're in the throes of three children um i always come back to little people little problems big people big problems yes um, another brilliant oh, quote. that <laughs> just plays on my mind all the time because while i'm in the throes of two little toddlers fighting over a toy i just go Wait until they start playing Fortnite mm-hmm. and, you know, where oh God, we've yeah. got issues around boyfriends and we've got issues around wanting to get dropped off at nightclubs. And we're a long way away from that, mm. but I, you just got to embrace the chaos mm. of, you know, little kids and loving life. And, I mean, we're all in the same boat. We're trying to build beautiful little people that are going to take on the world with kindness and Really, at the end of the day, that's all we can ask is that we can, you know, have some lovely little people coming into mm. the world. So Beautifully said. I think so, that, mm. yeah. And it is, it is so true. At the end of the day, if you just keep it simple, stupid, God, we're just full of, like, philosophical we uh, are, are quotes we? today. Yeah. But, like, and, you know, stop overthinking it. And yeah. if you know in your gut that you want to add to the family, then just do it. And, like, you know, like, from a point of view, and I'm, I'm literally sitting here taking my own advice as well, But, you know, yes, you can, yes, you can overdo, like, how to decide and when when the right time is. Yeah. But, like, like, there is such an element of me that's like, I just wish that, you know, I had a girlfriend call me recently and say, I've got some news and this was not expected. And I was like, I'm envious of that. Mm. I'm envious of you because it's just, it takes that, the the bloody timing when to do it like all of that out of it and it's just the decisions made the decisions made absolutely and i think the the more you over analyze and over complicate it the harder it will be for you to make that decision yeah agreed make it do it roll with it yeah it's gonna be hard yeah business might have to sit on hold for a while yeah things might have to scale up or scale back you might have to call in the mother-in-law and get her to help out the end of the day you can do it we're all incredible people yes and you got this one shot at life do whatever you need to do to make your family yeah what you want what you want it to be oh preach amanda amanda (laughs) (laughs) i am feeling inspired and motivated and i think i'm pregnant just just listening to amanda (laughs) so jess how does that that make you feel that's like honestly amanda's words were just like i'm just sitting here in awe just because I know how hard she works and everything that she has going on and honestly this woman is just so amazing I'm in awe of anyone who has more than one child yeah because I, I honestly you know I don't obviously you you get through it and yeah. you do what you got to do but you know you just know how much time goes into your kids yes. and it's just you know yep. and then to, to try and have something outside of that yeah as well if that's what you want to do if you want to stay home you know with your kids and bloody stay oh, home with your yeah. kids Completely. and don't you feel guilty about it no, you know no. And if you have to go out for work or you want to go out for work, don't carry that guilt around as well. Like I went through this so hard, um, especially when I had to start traveling around quite a lot with my business because my husband travels for work already as it is. So, you know, it just adds that other layer of of stress and guilt. But just as women, we just don't don't need it. We need to be kinder to each other. And to ourselves. And to ourselves. And to do a bit better self-talk of, 
and like owning who you are as a person. And I will say, like I say to people, if you know you have, if the, like everyone has different experiences about what they do, and I say I am a great mum when I am at home. I'm at home with the boys the bulk of the time, so mm. you know Thursday through to Sunday. But then by Monday, I am fanging to get to work and do my thing, <laughs> you know? Exactly. So, yeah. Some adult time, yeah. stimulation for your brain. And that yeah. makes me a good mum, but my next door neighbour might have a different balance of exactly. what that looks like. And, yeah. and so adding to her family might be a completely different outlook and everything. So mm. I think at the end of the day, it, it is such a... We are all individuals and you have to look into your gut, into, into mm. your soul about... What do you want? And as you said, if if you have got lots of other stuff going on and you're busy and all of that, it is about understanding that perhaps things will change, but yep. it's also not forever. It yes. is sometimes we get caught up in that, especially these early years, like, oh my God, this is where we're at. And you can't actually see that things change and life gets easier. Life mm. also gets harder, harder in other yes. ways. Yep. As you said, little people, little problems, big people, big mm. problems. And like I'll I'll t- I always talk to I love I love talking about this stuff and I'll say tell me what gets hard and they say it nothing ever get parenting doesn't get easier it just gets different. different yes so and I think that that is you know just it's it's good to understand that and you know adding to the mix it doesn't really you're still gonna have these problems. And you just have to find a way to move through all of yeah. these yeah. things. I think the only thing constant in parenting is change. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. and especially when you're going through, you know, you get to the... I remember the... Like, Eden was such an amazing newborn. And I remember we... In between the six and the nine month stage, he just completely changed. Yeah. And we literally wanted to go back and be like, <laughs> um, can we send this one back and get the other <laughs> baby? Can I refund can if I that's okay? that baby just back again? Can we just... <laughs> You know, and he just completely changed. And that's when, you know, you get really confident. You're like, oh, I got this. I got it all sorted out. And then literally they mm. wake up the next day and they're a completely different little person. Yep. And you've got to start all over again. Yes, you've got to relearn. And, yeah. you know, obviously in my business, so much of it is about, you know, um, teaching parents about the changes that are happening and how to adapt and all of those things because they are forever changing. Yeah. And, you know, they're, and it's a wonderful thing. I think sometimes we get a little bit worried about the change but how cool is the change that's happening yeah. like they're learning more they're developing they're growing as their own yeah. human beings it's yeah. great i know all right girls let's shift gears a bit i think that we have covered some amazing ground there and i hope <laughs> that everyone I, I love talking about this stuff so i hope that all the mamas out there listening you know uh <laughs> love this conversation too and also let us know if these are the sorts of things that you know you think about pop us over onto our social now you girls are Lady Boss. Yeah, Lady Boss Events yeah. underscore. Underscore, I was going to say. Yeah. Mm. Or at Jen Butler Early Parenting. Let us know what your experience is with all of this thought process. We love hearing about it. But let's talk a little bit, girls, about the amazing event that you are bringing to regional Victoria in October. Yes. Yes. Well, we didn't even realise. We actually celebrated our second birthday oh, a couple birthday. of weeks ago. As a business. You're terrible too. Someone yes. else had to point it out for us. And that probably <laughs> just shows how chaotic our lives are. But um, it, it all kind of started. So Amanda's best friend is actually my sister-in-law. Um, so another one of those country things. Yes, yeah, of course. Everyone, everyone knows, knows everyone. <laughs> everyone knows everyone else. And um, uh, Amanda was putting together a, a charity event and, you know, I basically jumped on board and, you know, helped become part of that. And we were like, 
why hasn't this been happening? Mm. And yeah. regional women were just missing out big time. There's mm-hmm. all these incredible events in big city Melbourne and Sydney and Brisbane and Adelaide and Perth and there was just nothing for the regions. You had to get in the car for two, three, four hours and mm. travel to see anything of quality in a regional, uh, in, a, in a metropolitan area. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Lady Boss, and it's pretty much our tagline is, you know, regional events for regional people. And we've got metro areas screaming, going, when are you bringing the event to us? And we're like, we're not. Mm. Get in the car mm-hmm. and get out of your comfort zone and come to a town. We ha- we've had ladies drive from Adelaide mm. to Shepparton, then Adelaide to Albury, and mm. then Adelaide to Bendigo. So, and we had another lady fly from Cairns and come down to Shep for our last oh, event. So I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, come into a regional area, spend your money in a regional town no, where people yeah. really, really need it. Businesses really, you know, they no. really appreciate that. Um, so that's what we're, we're trying to do. We're trying to bring speakers to people yeah. instead of them having to travel into, you know, capital cities to, to access that. And, yeah, it's been absolutely amazing to see so many women get behind us and we're just going to keep... You know, we're getting back on the road again in, in 2020 yeah. um, and we'll keep getting the events back out there. And, yeah, it's just been amazing to have so many people supported. Mm. And I know as a woman living in regional Victoria, having an event like this is awesome. Like mm. to bring everyone, all of us girls back here, uh, we're looking for something to do. We want to hear the people speak. We want to be a part of these awesome events. And to have something that is brought, especially we are so lucky that, this event's going to be in Shepparton, which is literally my home of residence. Well, half an hour away. But it is. <laughs> thank you, girls, for thinking just about me. <laughs> so tell us about the event that's coming up in October. Well, the day itself is so much fun. And we say, grab yep. your girlfriends, grab your sister, grab your work colleagues, mm-hmm. bring your mum. Mm-hmm. You know, you literally will enter the door and we are going to blast 90s R&B at you. You are going to feel <laughs> 16 again. Yes. Fat Man Scoop is going to be coming at you, you know, and it's it's a great day. You, you, you know, have, have some cocktails. Um, we have amazing mm. activations that will be happening there. Ladies who have been before know we've even got a... A swing that um you know <laughs> ladies love to jump on. So there's always lots of little fun surprises that are happening, and then we really quickly go to the the speaking section. And for us, it's bringing people into town who are not going to talk at you. Yes, and that's that's to the crux of our conversation. We've had women are already preached to about what we should be doing with our bodies and what we should be doing with our lives and what we should be doing with everything else. So we want to bring. Uh, you know, a, a really diverse group of women in terms of their backgrounds and, and what they kind of bring in terms of, you know, business and, you know, TV and, mm. um, you know, building social media followings, how to create, how to start an app, how to do a podcast, mm. you know, all of these things that a lot of small business women um, in regional areas as well, it's a really good resource for them to draw upon. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's also just an amazing day out. So if you're just coming and just want to, you know, engage with these amazing women and and, you just you know, want a day out of the house absolutely. with your mum's group. You just want to get away from the kids for a couple of hours. We're tailoring it to that as well as to the businesswoman who yeah. wants to actually have big takeaways and business yeah. ideas out of it. Yeah. So really, it, you know, and that's that's our intention. We want it to be for everyone. It's not 
it's not like we're targeting mums necessarily. You yeah. know, you might not even be a mum. You yeah. might just be a young girl who has an interest in coming along and seeing what the event's all about. Bring your mum along. Yes. We've had that happen before we've too. Had, had Lots of a, mothers and daughters. Few, actually. And Jen, we're bringing your mate to town. Yes. <laughs> Miss Lorinska Lorin- Merrington. Yes, yeah, so oh. bringing, bringing Lorinska from the Yummy Mummies, who is absolutely Oh, she's such hysterical. a hoot. I um, So for anyone who doesn't know, I've been um, assisting the girls, Liz and Lorinska, in the development of the Bub app. So I play a part as the resident uh, early childhood consultant um in the app which has been such an amazing experience and i was Mm. lucky enough to get to meet Lorinska and do some filming for the app at her place and i just remember being like i just felt like i was sitting there with one of the girls so Mm. i think she's going to be such an amazing speaker because she will make you feel that you are just sitting there with one of the girls and having a chat like we are today and that to me i love that sort of forum yeah Yeah. and and that's what the day is about if people haven't been to our events before we've actually got three or four mics that are actually on the floor Mm. so we're not sitting up there asking questions and going off on a tangent you're actually in control of the day yeah so our uh speakers always have to be very brave (laughs) because (laughs) you know literally anyone can stand up and ask any question and that's the beauty of it we've we've covered topics from you know postnatal depression um trolling cancer yeah. endometriosis and then we've spoken about how do i start a small business how do i turn my side hustle and my passion into something ongoing how mm. do i build a strong online presence mm. you know all of these questions that have mm. come from from our audience so Really, our attendees drive the day. We're not we're not in charge of the conversation, mm. and it can get a little bit naughty. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it on! And I, I love that, like such a depth of things that you can be like, I want to hear the lighthearted hearted side of things, but I also want to get some information that's going to grow me as a yeah. person yeah. or as a business or whatever that looks like. I think that's so fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So we're we're doing a weekend of events this time. So it's actually kicking off on um, Saturday, the nineteenth of October, and we're bringing the Absolutely hilarious, Shannon Kelly White from Shannon's Kitchen Australia. Bring it on. If you haven't followed Shannon on social media yet, you need to just jump across and get onto her channels. She's great, isn't she? (laughs) And she's an an award-winning author and her way with words is just amazing. So her book, um, you know, Healthy Food You'll Actually Fucking Eat. Yes. Which is, you know, (laughs) like... No one wants to eat kale, <laughs> you know, and it's more about being realistic about, you know, making choices. But one of the funniest things she's, she's got on her story highlights at the moment where she reached out to her audience and got them to actually send in the worst things that their spouses do. Mm-hmm. And it's under spousal nose. And it is absolutely hilarious because reading through the list, I was going tick, 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 <laughs> tick. And it made us feel not alone with uh-huh. things that drive us crazy. Yep. Um, which was just amazing. And then Sunday's our, our big baby, as we always do. Um, so it's Sunday the 20th of October, um, and we're bringing you four speakers over that day, which would just be amazing. So we'll have a bit of a health-focused panel um, with Tess Shanahan and Dr. Nat Kringudis, mm-hmm. um, traditional Chinese medicine. So we'll be speaking a lot about women's health and hormones and why are we stressed, um, you know, and delving into a lot of those topics and then throwing it out to the floor. And then... Our second panel, we're kind of calling it a bit of motherhood mayhem, marriage and, yeah. you know, making dinner. <laughs> Mischief. <laughs> all, um, all of the M's. And that's with the amazing Lorinska and um, Beck Juros will be mm. joining us for that one as well. Two amazing mm. women who, you know, both have two children, um, both run businesses and mm. just have a really amazing story and, and wealth of knowledge to share for our audience to really draw upon. Mm. Yeah. 
Oh, it is going to be such a great event. And like that panel excites me because it's such a diversity, you yeah. know, such a diverse group. Um, all right, girls. So tell me about where people can find you, where they can buy tickets, where they can follow you, all of those things. What sort of details can you pass on? Yeah, absolutely. So our tickets are on sale now. Uh, so we encourage you to jump onto our socials is probably the best way to find us. Yeah. So late on, on uh, Instagram, ladybossevents underscore. Um, if you jump on there, our ticket link's on there. We've got lots of content on there as well. Uh, you can also go through to our website and we encourage you to sign up. We've got a, a um, great early access, which a lot of women have been using. Uh, we put out a newsletter and if you sign up to our newsletter list, you can be the first one in the know for tickets going on sale. And we've done a few early releases and we've got, yeah, some great women on there that are um, jumping in nice and early to make sure they secure their tickets before they all sell out. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, uh, we're also on Facebook. And, look, just encourage you to really support these events. These events are not necessarily easy to put on in regional areas. They are a, a really costly thing and they need to be supported. So we do hope that we have the support of um, lots of regional women who want to come out and enjoy a day out and then we can keep putting on awesome events mm. for more and more wonderful regional women. And anyone who is listening who is outside the Golden Valley region, you know what? Jump in a car and come out here mm. and meet us. Absolutely. Like, head out. If you're Melbourne, drive, jump on that plane do your thing, get yep. here, and it's such a fantastic day out and it is so wonderful to support support small regional businesses and to get these sorts of events off the ground. Yeah. Thank you so much, oh, Jen, thank for you your for time. joining me today, girls. Yeah. I think this has been a lot of fun and I really yes. hope the listeners have got a lot out of, um, yeah, just, you know, understand that perhaps if you're nodding your head going, oh, my God, I'm having these same thoughts and the same things, well, take away from this that, A, you're not alone and I think the resounding uh, message that I think we can all take for anyone who's in the boat of, do we add to the family? Do we stop? Do we do what your gut tells you? Yeah. Do what your gut tells you. And, you know, we don't do enough instinctive, mm. you know, li listening to our heart as much as we should. And perhaps we all need to tap into that a little bit more. Absolutely. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining me, girls. And can't wait for the event. Yay. Thank you, Jen. See ya, girls. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode, guys. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, please head on over to your podcast streaming app, whether that's Apple or Spotify, and leave me a review. I want this podcast to get to as many ears as possible so that other mums who might be having the same questions as you can find a little bit of information to help their parenting journey along. And you know what? While you're over there leaving a review, please feel free to subscribe so you don't miss a single one of my episodes. And don't forget to hit me up on my socials, Facebook and Instagram, at Jen Butler Early Parenting. Can't wait to bring you your next episode. I'll see you back here again then.